Hey there, hi there, ho there, happy Friday. It is the 15th. We are halfway through January of 2021, and the world has shut down, which is no news to anybody who's like been, you know, breathing in the last year. Um, It's hard to believe we're coming up on a year of basically everything being locked down. Um, You know, I guess mid-March was right around the time, at least for, for me, I think it was like the 12th of March was the last time that I got to coach my swim team before the pool access was denied denied and uh yeah here we are looking at it from a year behind you know looking back going huh huh i um we when we left the radio show we were talking about a uh, a pigeon that apparently was a racing pigeon that had uh, somehow turned up in Australia and the Australian officials are trying to hunt the pigeon down because they fear that it could bring disease to Australian birds, which I suppose it could. And, you know, we're making fun of it, but, uh, you know, fear the pigeon seems to be the theme there. Um, you know, the pigeon's name was Joe or is Joe. And, you know, I'm pro Joe, let Joe go, which Oddly enough, rhymes a lot. Um, so, uh, anyhow, let's hope that uh, that the whole pigeon story comes to a happy ending. There's, by the way, about a bajillion different uh, pigeon T-shirts. So apparently, pigeon racing and people who keep pigeons uh, uh, are a big thing because uh, there's lots of pigeon T-shirts out there. Um, you know, it's funny because I always seem to go there. It's like when when there's some issue going on, I'm thinking of a funny T-shirt that brings attention to it or makes me think of it. Um, uh, but anyhow, um, yeah, save the pigeons. Save the pigeons. Although, you know, it's funny because the, there was a comment that they, um, the pigeon, you know, it's like uh, uh, that they were fearing the pigeon because of it, its disease and they were going to kill it because it was, you know, of, of the, it was, you know, an American pigeon in Australia. And I'm thinking, yeah, they just want to kill the pigeon because it's a pigeon. <laughs> it's a pigeon. <laughs> but, um, but there apparently are lots of people who love the pigeons. So, um, anyhow, you go, Joe, you go, we'll see what happens with the, the whole pigeonista thing. Um, we'll keep you posted. Tune in here for more pigeon news. All the pigeon time. So, um, let's see what's going on in the world. Otech CES wrapped up yesterday and, uh, um, let's see. There were several new, um, uh, gaming laptops introduced. Nothing particularly exciting that I could see on that front other than, you know, they're faster and run longer on battery than they used to because of better chips and, you know, just progression in technology there. Um, so we'll see how that all spiels out. But, uh, um, but uh, yeah. Um, hey, one of the things we talked about was the uh, song that's out by the Disney, uh, young Disney uh, actor who, who uh, 
put out Driver's License, which if you've checked on Spotify is like one of the top songs out there. Here's Aaron. Oops. Hi there. Hey. I was just talking about the fact that the young Disney star had a, her hit Driver's License out. Well, another uh, former youth actors uh, got some bad news out there. You know, Dustin Diamond, who played Screech on Saved by the Bell? Yes. Uh, he has stage four cancer, um, and he oh. talked about it yesterday. And so he's going through uh, chemo, and uh, and unfortunately, when he, he when he went into the hospital, um, they're actually keeping him in the hospital because, in addition to having stage four cancer, he apparently has a really bad case of shingles at the same time. So um, so they're keeping him in the hospital while he does his chemo and helping him be comfortable with the shingles because that's incredibly uncomfortable as if as if having yeah. to deal with cancer is not a big enough deal. No, so. and you know I the, the, I'm sure the cancer and the treatment made his immune system go haywire and hence the hence the shingles. Yeah, oh, that's, that's possible. Awful. Yeah, I don't know if one caused the other or if he already had the one when he realized the other or but yeah. It's uh Well, anybody who's had the chickenpox has has the potential for shingles in them. Right, right. It's funny, too, because he's like 44, yeah, 44-year-old actor. So, you know, um, you, they have a shingles uh, vaccine. So, you know, if, if you've had chicken pox, if you don't want to get shingles, you can go get the vaccine. And it's a two-part vaccine that you get. But it uh, they don't they don't cover it. Most insurances won't cover it and don't, won't, don't want you to get it till you're like 55 or older. And I had shingles well before I was fifty-five. Dustin Diamond has had it well before they're fifty-five. I know I had when it I had it. Before I was fifty-five, yeah. I'm, I'm not fifty-five, and I had it a few years ago. Yeah, I, I know lots of people who have had it much earlier than that. So I think the insurance companies are are playing games here and screwing us, man. Those insurance companies are messing with us, man. <laughs> yeah, it's very painful. Yeah, we'll give you the the vaccine after you have a problem. Because apparently you can't get it again, which is not not fun. I don't know about you. I still have uh, uh, pain in the area where it was where it hit me worst, and and it's been just it's it's nerve damage that it causes. There's lots of people who continue to have problems in you know wherever the 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 shingles hit them the hardest. I mean, not everybody does, but a lot of people do. I um, don't. I don't have, but you know what? No, Early lucky. in my in the outbreak, I knew what I had because I'd been treating my mother, who had a really bad case of it. And as soon as I I knew I saw the outbreak coming or felt it coming, uh-huh. um, I got a hold of my doctor and she gave me Zovirax. So that uh-huh. um, a brand name is Zovirax, really um, helped tamp down the outbreak. Right. Yeah, my mother-in-law had a really bad case of it, and they gave her that as well, but that didn't seem to help her. Hers was pretty severe, whereas I didn't do anything other than just deal with it. I mean, you know, just suck it up, and mine was pretty mild, and yet I still have a spot on my left side of my rib cage where, because mine, you know, it tends to be one side of the body or the other, and mine was my left side, and it was, um, uh, it still bothers me, so. Oof. Mine was on my right side on my face and throat and in my ear. Oof. Lovely. Yeah, like in the in the in the outer canal of the ear, not like in uh-huh. the eardrum. But um, yeah, doesn't Oof, get better yeah. by by explaining that. <laughs> you know, it's, I just I feel for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I I don't even think I I don't have any scarring from it either. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I've never noticed any, but. Yeah. 
so, I don't examine sorry, your ear I just that closely. So. Make a screeching corner. Yeah, so, I heard that. I could hear that in the distance. That. Like, yeah, it's like, dude. Yeah. So we lost somebody yesterday. Um, if you were a Las Vegas aficionado, you you probably knew Siegfried and Roy, and maybe had seen one of their shows over the years. And uh, earlier this earlier this year, Roy Horn had died. Now he's the one who had been attacked by one of their animals and had had um, uh, pretty severe. Uh, damage done to him, but he died of COVID earlier this year, and this week uh, his partner uh, Siegfried Fischbacher passed away of cancer. He was 81, um, and he had had pan- been dealing with pancreatic cancer for a while. So, oh, uh, that's yeah. hard. That's supposed to be agonizingly painful. Yeah. So, so both like Siegfried and Roy have gone to the great beyond and are doing wonderful magic shows and entertaining people and. You know, one can only hope, right? Um, so, yeah. So they but, they uh, were they were iconic. I mean, like, yeah, they were the same. You know, New, Wayne Newton is Mr. Las Vegas. They were like that in their day. Where they really were. Vegas, I mean, you you were going to see Siegfried and Roy with yeah, their white you, tigers. You figured you had to go see the show at least once. Um, I had seen them before they had their own show. They were like the. Um, the, the 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 magic interlude between the dancers there at the Follies Berger at the Tropicana, and oh. so um, I got to see them there. And of course, the show was much smaller there, but even then, they did they had it was all animals, big animals, and you know tigers and things like that because that's that was their shtick. Was you know other guys pull a rabbit out of a hat, we pull a, a lion out of a giant sack. You know, it was yes, and they uh, were white lions and white tigers. Right? Yeah, yeah. They Which, um, I don't I don't know why they thought somehow those were better. Yeah, I think they just just made them stand out, you know, more contrast up on the stage and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I I read a story about how they had met, and um, uh, Siegfried was a like a, a purser on a ship, on a cruise ship, and his side gig was doing entertainment. He would do a magic show, and uh, Roy had been hired as a, um, uh, a worker on the ship. I don't know what it was he was doing, but it had nothing to do with magic. And he saw the show, and after the show, they got to talking, and he goes, so, you know, you, you pulled, I saw you pulled a rabbit out of the hat. He says, could you do it with a leopard? And the guy goes, and, and Siegfried goes, well, I don't see why not. Um, so he takes him back to his room, and apparently unbeknownst to the captain of the ship and anybody, he had snuck his pet leopard onto the ship. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he had a, a young a baby leopard there. So the one who really liked the wild animals or the 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 exotic animals was Roy, at least initially, um, and Siegfried was the magician initially. And so, but the, you know, they they obviously spent many years working together. So both of them I, probably shared the love of both. But uh, but can you imagine <laughs> that the you know that the I, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just gonna say, can you imagine that you know somebody snuck a leopard onto a cruise ship? You know, me being, uh, I, I think the cats, big cats, should not be in any person's private ownership ever. Yeah. The only reason why, only domestication of big cats should be at at licensed and accredited zoos and rescues. Now, if there's, yeah. if nobody is trading in big cats, there's no need for a rescue. Um, right. You know, apart from rehabbing the big cats that exist on this continent. Um, but, you know, I just, I, I 
have such a problem with that. These majestic yeah. animals yeah. have an extremely strong prey drive, and their cats have the mind of their own. Think about the little cats and how unpredictable they can be, you know, and now make that little cat 500 pounds and, and able to eat you. Yeah, yeah. The brain, you know, I mean, a, a lion looks at you like your your little house cat looks at a mouse. I mean, it's it's like, yeah. hey, you're something that's moving, and if it interests me, I'm going to go grab it. You know, and it's not necessarily even out of, like, prey instinct. They may just be playing, but they play pretty dang rough. Yeah. <laughs> when they're that big, um, you know, you don't want to be the, the, the laser dot on the floor for them that, that catches no. their eye. Um, no, you don't. Yeah. And I do believe I, I, that they can bond with humans. I do believe that, you know, because... You know, we've seen that happen. They do; they can bond yeah. with the, the human caretakers, but they're still wild pet, cats. They're wild animals, yeah. and they need to be in the wild. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree with you. I think that that you know that if 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 we're keep, anybody is keeping a wild animal, it should be part of a program to help reintroduce the wild animals to the wild. It shouldn't be. You know, right. um, uh, or or like you said, some caretaking. I'm not one who's against like public zoos having some wild animals as long as they're, um, you know, uh, set up such to handle that type of thing. And so that people can learn about the animals and see the animals, right. um, you know, things like the San Diego Zoo and the Wild Animal Park, I think, uh, are admirable in the work that they do. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I, I'm all but, for that. All for that. You know, Mike Tyson having a tiger on in his uh menagerie at a you know at a uh, you know his own private zoo on his grounds doesn't make sense to me at all um you know and and i don't know if he actually did have one i just know in that movie that they showed up and stole his tiger so um in the ah. uh, the um what was the movie it was the uh uh oh shoot now i'm i'm messing i'm blanking on the name of the movie that they did but there was a movie the three guys wake up and they forgot what happened the night before. And there's the a tiger hangover. in there. Thank you, the hangover. Yeah, so they wake up and 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 they find a tiger in their room and then they trace it back and figure out that they stole Mike Tyson's tiger when they were, you know, out of their minds the night before. That was such a funny movie. Yeah, that was such really a was. funny, funny movie. I never saw the second one because I thought the first one was was just right. good on its own. I didn't think it needed another. But yeah, there it, was a second was, one and a third one, and they were just retelling the same story in a different place. So they really weren't worth the effort, I think. But the first one was just hilarious. Yes. You know, they hear something so, in the trunk, and they open it up, and out jumps a, a naked Chinaman. Ken Jeong. Yeah, it was yeah. Ken Jeong. <laughs> the, first time, the first time I had seen Ken Jeong in something, and there's a guy who's willing to, you know, he's like, uh, if it's funny, I'll do it. You know, I don't care what you know the limits are. If it's, yeah, I know. He's an MD. <laughs> He's an actual MD, um, but uh, he's clearly one of those, you know, there's a lot of comedians out there and we've had this conversation before about, you know, well, you know, how far is too far. And, uh, and I'm sort of a, I mean, I, I, I guess in, in specific instances, you can give me specific examples, but uh, for in general, I would say that nothing is too far as long as it's funny and everything exactly. is too far. Everything is too far if it's not funny, you know? is yeah. the converse of that. And so, you know, a- any subject can be made funny and any subject can be not funny. And it's all in the the timing and the situation and the way the thing is set up. And, uh, you know, and good comedians can talk about things that, that other people probably wouldn't or shouldn't 
because they're able to make it funny and and that's you know that's the main bottom line for for comedy right <laughs> if it's funny yeah you can get away with anything but if it's not funny hey you know we lost somebody else too you remember mr rogers fred rogers and they just did a movie about him um, not so long ago of course his what his wife joanne passed away she was 91 ah well she's now with him in in heaven yeah yeah the you know i mean that the the movie was actually very sweet and treated them both in such a such so tenderly you know and i think that was one of those things where again you know you had to watch the mood carefully because he's such a beloved character that doing the story about mr rogers nobody wanted that expose of mr rogers was really you know uh uh you know spent his evenings in leather and whips and you know you didn't want to hear that yeah. you know e- no. even if somebody uncovered something like that that's like the last thing on earth anybody wants to hear it's like no mr rogers is a beloved person just let him be beloved you well know? and he and he was genuinely that guy you know yeah. so it wasn't it wasn't just that that he had yeah. that persona he was a rare a rare gentleman because he was genuinely that guy yeah Yep, it, 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 by all accounts, he certainly was. And uh, um, they were based out of Pittsburgh. I used to live oh. in Pittsburgh for a period of time. So, uh, yeah. So, anywho. Anywho, um, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I'm happy for her because, you know, she's now with the Lord because they were deeply um, Christian people. And she's now Absolutely, with her husband yeah. and you know, on to better things. And I pray for the family that's now missing them both. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause, um, they, they had some kids and, and, uh, yeah, you know, they've got family. Everybody does, you know, you hope and pray that everybody stays close to their family and, and appreciates what they've got there and that their family isn't, you know, total poops. Cause there are some families out there that have members who are just kind of poops <laughs> and you pray for them, you know, um, let's see what else is going on in the world. So there's rumors afoot that, uh, in five days when we finally do inaugurate a new president, that there will be armed insurrection in places. I'm not sure. I think that there was so much backlash on the, on the whole capital thing that I think I, 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 I have my doubts and I certainly think that there, that, uh, the, um, uh, authorities will be ready i mean have you seen the pictures of the of the uh national guardsmen like sacked out at the um capital visitor center that they've brought in they're just like sleeping on the floor everywhere in piles yes yes yeah well they're but ready you have to look if at any, it if, yeah yeah if anything happens they're ready yeah absolutely so um, the guy yeah. with the horns you know the crazy guy with the horns right um, walking around with like the, the animal skins yeah yes who lives with his mother um, he uh, uh, he is asking President Trump for a pardon because he says that Tr- President Trump, you know, was was asking people to come out and do what they did. So his lawyers uh-huh. are asking President Trump for a pardon because obviously yeah. they found the guy and they arrested him because it's not like he was hiding his face. So, yeah, it's like, no, not enough of them were wearing masks because, you know, that wouldn't make any sense to. So, you know, at least Antifa, I mean, they're both, they're both, uh, you know, insurrectionists, but at least Antifa uh, has this good sense to cover their faces. <laughs> these, yeah. guys, these guys are too stupid to even do that. Yeah. COVID or not, they put a mask on. I mean, come on, you're going to rob a bank, you cover your face, man. You're going to steal all those tennis shoes, cover your face. 
Exactly. Exactly. And and, and, exactly. and don't wear identifying clothes like, you know, your the name badge? shirt the shirt that has your name on it from the garage you work at. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah. There there was a fair amount of that as well. There was a couple guys that they caught because that's what they were doing. Well, and like, some you know, of those change I your shirt. You, they look like they were special needs. Right? So they look like people uh-huh. who have some developmental disabilities. And yeah. so that they were wearing their name tag, it probably never occurred to them. And nobody said to them, hey, dude, you probably should take that off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, change your shirt. Well, I think, honestly, I really, really think most people there, A, didn't go there with the intention of smashing into the in, and breaking into the building. And, and even a lot of those, after the building was broken, you saw them, like, filing through there. And they were staying inside the rope line of, like, for visitors and stuff. I think a lot of them had no idea they were doing something that they shouldn't be doing. They just it didn't comprehend. It didn't make any sense to them that that would be... Why, why would it's, you know, it's our capital. We're allowed to come through here, you know, and that was just their, their thought process. They never thought beyond that, that, Hey, wait a minute, you know, smashing windows and breaking down the doors in order to do this might actually be breaking a law. Oh, it's our capital. I thought we were allowed to be there. You know, I really think that's the case. I, I, and, and I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, but I just don't think that they're real deep thinkers. A lot of them that were there. No, no. You you know, if, 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 there you're were some. Driving your, if you're driving your buddy and he says, hey, can we stop off at a liquor store? I want to pick up um, some sodas or some beer. And he goes inside mm-hmm. and he robs that liquor store without you knowing you are still on uh, on the hook for that. You are because you yeah. drove the car. So, I mean, I feel bad right. for these guys, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. By the have... way, if you ever drop your friend off and he runs into the store and he comes running back out and he's got a gun in his hand, if you if you immediately... Uh, you know, jump out of the car or call the police, then you're not on the hook for that because as soon as you knew about it, you then turned him in. Or as soon as it was safe for you to turn him in, you turned him in. Right. Um, but uh, so just if that ever happens, if you ever find yourself in that situation, if you got that crazy, you know, relative um, that does something like that, and I'm just saying, you know, there are options there. It's not like you're immediately just because you were there now to blame as well. It it's on you what you do with that information, right? So, yeah. So, well, but, the yeah. CDC is saying that COVID could kill ninety two thousand people in the next three weeks. That's happening. Ninety two thousand people. CDC. Okay, so CDC is United States only. So they're saying ninety two thousand people. Another yes. hundred thousand people in two weeks. Yes. That number seems even high for ridiculously high COVID numbers. Has it gotten well, to that point where we're seeing 100,000 people a week die? So I haven't looked at the Johns Hopkins numbers in a while. This is from Newser. Newser is reporting, and this was uh, according to the Johns Hopkins University tracker. Um, That's where I'm looking. <laughs> uh, some some 38,000 Americans died from COVID in the first two weeks of 2021, almost 10% of the total death toll. Um and the CDC says another 92,000 could die in the next three weeks. Um, a new one-day record was set on Tuesday with 4,327 deaths recorded. In L.A. See, County, officials okay. say that one in three residents may have been infected since the pandemic began. And the New York Times reported that while demand for vaccines still outweighs supply in many areas, at least 28 states have now expanded eligibility to older adults as well as health care workers and home care residents and care home residents rather. Right. 
yeah, California has done that. Um, they're trying to fight the allegations that, that vaccines had to be dumped because they were expiring because they have a fairly short life, the, especially the the Moderna one has a longer shelf life because it doesn't have to be kept cold. But the um, uh, other one has to be kept cold. And if you're only allowed to give it to this group of people and that group, of, there aren't enough of those group of people in some states, they say, well, then give it to whoever's there because anybody getting it's better than throwing it away. But in in California, New York and a few other places, um, regulations will find the person giving the the vaccine if they give it to somebody who's not in one of the approved categories. And so they were literally throwing them away rather than risk getting fined, which was kind of stupid. And so that's that part of the reason stupid. that they've they've opened up and expanded and said, well, you know, and anybody over 60 and um but like I said earlier in the radio show, there's still people who are waiting, you know, even with an appointment to get their vaccine are waiting in line over an hour in many places. Uh, and if you see the lines, there's giant crowds of people. It's like, well, that's the last place on earth I want to be is standing in a line with a bunch of people, especially people who don't know how to estimate six feet very well. Um, but, you know, I just I don't know I that. I mean, I I I absolutely trust that you're reading the numbers that are in front of you perfectly well but you know we've had up to this point 388,725 deaths according to um the uh johns hopkins tracker and that's over the last 10 change months and they're now going to say that we're going to uh add another possible 90,000 in two weeks well the that growth is exponential. I understand that, but I'm just saying that that the, those numbers don't jibe with what I've seen and with what I've been hearing. Although, um, you know, I guess it's one of those things where you know they they did say could see, they didn't say we'll see. They said that well, you could see. You know, Indeed, you could also see said. you know catfish flying you know at ten thousand no, feet. You but yeah, you no, can you if could. somebody at twenty if somebody at twenty thousand feet dropped it. <laughs> yeah, but what's the likelihood of that happening? Well, they didn't talk about likelihood. They just said you could see. There wasn't any, you know, estimate of of how viable that prediction was. You're very was. dismissive, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, when you're talking statistics like that, there's more variables involved, you know. When you say something could happen, you got to give us a likelihood of that happening. What's the percentage of that happening? You know, what's the odds? What are the odds of that actually happening? Is this this long shot or is this a, you know, pretty accurate estimate? Do we really think that's going to happen? You know, could see is pretty, pretty vague. Pretty vague. I wonder what the political ramifications of saying could see are. (laughs) So I have an irrational fear of being on buses um, uh, going over things like like overpasses or you know on a, on a windy mountain road or whatever they scare me specifically so, on a bus specifically on a bus like I love, like an I rv camper down. doesn't bother you or driving in a car doesn't bother you but on a bus it bothers you yes i love driving That's interesting. mountain roads i love uh-huh. driving mountain roads buses maybe because they're more wobbly maybe because their center of gravity is higher i don't no, know you're out of control too yes i'm out of control so um, so, so my worst nightmare has happened in New York City. Um, oh, apparently, no. uh, an MTA vehicle plunged 50 feet over an overpass uh, towards oh. um, uh, overpass toward Cross Bronx Expressway. So um, it was supposed to make a left, but instead it went over a bridge. So um, <laughs> the driver, the, I could go left, but no, let's go over the bridge. Yeah. So the MTA bus smashed through the barriers of an overpass and fell 50 mm. feet. 
towards the Cross Bronx Expressway. Uh, it was left dangling over the highway. And the picture of it is like, oh, my gosh. It's one of those really long buses with the accordion um, connector in the center. Um, and uh, Ooh, Those are the, freaky. Those are freaky. It's yeah, basically those... a bus with, a, with an enclosed trailer. Yeah, it's essentially. Yes, those are freaky. So sources, um, it's according to Newser, tell CBS that uh, the center part of the bus an articulated vehicle that has a middle section like an accordion likely helped keep the bus from going completely over the edge because, you know, the it's, it's actually the accordion part ripped and um, part of it is dangling and part of it is still over. The, still oh my the gosh. Edge. That's even worse. That's yeah. worse. You're not, you, I guess it's not worse. I mean, worse is, it's all bad. bad, but, but yeah, you're now dangling in a bus 50 feet above the ground. Part of it hung yes. over the edge. Oh, that's like something from a, from a Marvel movie. I want Spider-Man to come and, and pull the bus back up. Right? Right? So one of the passengers was critically injured while two suffered serious in, in, injuries, and they're all expected to survive. Um, six others had minor injuries. So the MTA is investigating. So, yeah. Scary, right? Scary. Yeah. Man. <sighs> I, I know my... Because this people ride buses all over the world every day without a problem. And so I know that my fear is irrational, but that just fed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, not that I ride, drive, you know, ride in buses much, but yikes. Yikes. So um, Biden is planning for $1.9 trillion for stimulus vaccinations for stimulus and vaccinations, not stimulus vaccinations. Yeah, it's like we get stimulus facts. I can't have any more stimulus. You're going to vaccinate That's right. me for that? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, I saw that number and I went, Ooh, that's a big number. It is a big number. You it know, but number. when you hear the 1.9 doesn't sound like much, but when you put a trillion behind it, that's yeah. a pretty big number. Um, yeah, they're saying that he's going to try to go back and do a third round of, of you know, direct payments of $2,000 a person plus um, uh, uh, the vaccine um increase the vaccine volume so that the distribution um is out there more Um, what i don't understand is where's this where's this money going to come from well we're already borrowing most of what we spend so yeah you know the treasury department has these printing presses and you just print it up man yeah that doesn't that doesn't end well for anyone no nope it doesn't it doesn't there's this thing called inflation yep so. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was reading um, uh, about about mm-hmm. uh, the numbers of COVID around the world and strangely missing from any mm-hmm. of the numbers was anything from China. And I'm wondering, have you been able to see anything about what people think? I, I saw one article that said that they thought that uh, that, you know, that the virus is now raging through parts of western china and that it is uh you know like 200,000 deaths but of course none of those numbers are official because they're not saying anything um i i don't know i i i don't trust anything coming out of china ever so yeah well certainly nothing from the government is going to be accurate so then you've got to rely on basically unreliable sources and people you know uh People who work at hospitals and stuff going, it's crazy here, or eh, everything's pretty much okay, you know. So you just got to kind of go by 
um, anecdotal evidence, evidence. But uh, yeah, I was just curious you know, if you'd heard anything. Jared and Ivanka there. Trump won't let the Secret Service use a bathroom inside their home. They have six and a half bathrooms, and they won't let them use a bathroom in their home. Well, COVID. Well, they have staff. They could clean the toilet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's not, the, it's not like Ivanka's service. in there with, with uh, scrubbing bubbles going, you know. No. It's clean. <laughs> no. Yeah. Designate no. one on the ground floor for them, and nobody else goes in there if you're that paranoid. So Holy the, moly. The, the, so the they're, what, they bring porta potties out in front? <laughs> so uh, the federal government has been paying $3,000 a month since the fall of 2017 to rent a studio apartment inside a nearby home in the ritzy D.C. Na- neighborhood of Calorama. Oh, this isn't just COVID. This is since 2017. This is just them. That's weird. Wow. Yeah. Are they just germaphobes or or what? I I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. But the American taxpayer... I don't want your poop to get into the pipes in my house. Go through pipes in a different house. I I wish that we had the power to say, no, I'm sorry. That's, That's a bridge too far. Yeah. I, Crazy. I I would be stunned, absolutely stunned, if if there wasn't at least um, a few civil uh, civil service secret service people who have, you know, in the dead of night looked right, looked left, peed in their garden out front. <laughs> I bet you. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, yikes. Yeah. Hey, did you know uh, I, we were talking earlier about Green Bay, Wisconsin? I don't know why, um, but that you know that Green Bay is formed by the Door Peninsula, which is this long peninsula that goes along the side of uh, the western shore of um, Lake Michigan, and on the east side of the Door Peninsula is Lake Michigan, and on the right side is Green Bay. And the reason it's called the Door Peninsula is because Native Americans actually called the strait that you had to sail through to get or, or paddle through to get in there with boats Death's Door because the oh. um, the uh, Lake Michigan being large enough that it actually has um, uh, tidal um, uh, r- rises, you know, it has tides, um, tidal activity, that water rushing in and out of that strait made that a really deadly place to go sailing through or to paddle through or to use any kind of boat at all through. And apparently there's all kinds of boat wrecks and stuff in that area. Huh. So it was called Door Peninsula because it was Death's Door. When when the when the uh, white man showed up, the natives were saying, yeah, that's Death's Door over there. <laughs> you don't want to go over there. Uh I thought it was interesting that, that it was, you know, that it went back not just to English-speaking and French-speaking people, but but uh, uh, native-speaking people, too, went, yeah, that's a pretty dangerous area. Death's Interesting. Uh, how did they, um, well, I guess they sailed around the whole thing. I mean, if I came up against Lake Michigan without any other information, I'd assume it was an ocean. Yeah, and I'm sure the first people who saw it probably thought that, you know, Michigan and Superior and... You know all of the Great Lakes. I mean, you can't see the other side when you're standing on the on the shore on one side, and you look at it and go, "Boy, this is kind of a calm, calm uh, ocean here." You know, in fact, that's why a lot of people thought there was a Northwest Passage eventually, right? Because it's like these things seem to go on forever. Um, but you know, I mean, there's a a long and storied history of of um, you know, bad weather, nor nor'easters whipping through there and taking ships down, um, sa- sailing the 
the Great Lakes is not uh, necessarily a safe and easy thing to do, especially at certain times of year. As Gordon Lightfoot uh, memorialized. That's right. That's right. Lake Gichigumi. Which was which Lake Erie, I think. I think was it? I thought it was Siri, uh, Superior. But uh, is it Superior? Okay, so I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up because I really don't know. The Great Lake. They called it Gichigumi. The Great Lake. They. Uh, it's dun, Superior. Dun, dun, dun. You are correct. Boom, 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 boom. When the, <laughs> what's yeah. And all the young. When the storms go, of November came early. That's such a great song. Yeah. I like Gordon Lightfoot. I, I enjoy his sort of folk song sound, you know? Mm-hmm. He did uh, a lot of, like, sort of f- folk type of music that was, you know, modern for his time. Yeah, so, he did. Yeah, I say he did. I mean, he's still alive, but he's just not doing much these days. So, um, yeah. uh, is there anything fun happening this weekend besides football? No. No? <laughs> you want me to think about it? No. Everything no. is football this weekend. Everything. <laughs> That's funny. Now, what was it you were saying the other thing? Every, everything is stupid. Everything um, is stupid. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm actually, I'm looking at, because you know, we had talked about Eventbrite probably last Friday. Um, and there are things going on this weekend, like the virtual tour yeah. of the old city of Jerusalem. Um, there is a Women's Health Weekenders uh, starting tomorrow at 5 a.m. It's the third part, and it's free. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then there's a virtual tour of Buckingham Palace and a virtual climb and guided tour of the Masada in Israel. This is so cool. You can travel without traveling. Oh, there's, that's interesting. Um, a, a, a class... Uh, vegan for beginners it's an online workshop tomorrow at 2 p.m these are all on eventbrite if you click on the weekend uh events there's tai chi and yoga and uh oh this is like so let me let me read to this is this vegan for beginners online workshop more and more people are interested in the vegan plant-based lifestyle some are just curious and some want to get their feet wet some are ready to come to the v side i'm here for you all i offer information (laughs) to introduce you and what vegan eating looks like. And so um, there's a mixer and there's um, a presentation and a Q&A session. And, uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's from the Sumptuous Vegan. Yeah. It's funny. When I when I uh, I used to work at a job in L.A. and I had a couple of employees that worked for me that were programmers and they were great guys. And one of them was gay and one of them was vegan and, and not gay. And, and I remember coming in one day and they were eating lunch or something. We started talking and... and uh, and the vegan goes, yeah, they don't recruit, but we do, because <laughs> he was pitching the whole <laughs> vegan lifestyle. <laughs> yes. Like, now, there like, are there are pretty activist vegans. I am not an yeah. activist vegan, although I'm open about it, because, you know, it's part of yeah. my day, and we talk about food constantly. So we do. I like the subject. Yeah. I like food. Yeah, and he wasn't particularly activist, but it's just, you know, we were literally eating lunch while we were talking, just kind of having a, a very uh, casual lunch meeting, more of just sort of a lunch, but, you know talking about i don't know you know we weren't we weren't talking about work so much so it was just kind of just yeah just sitting around talking and shooting uh, the breeze and uh i think he was eating a um a hummus sandwich and i was like i like hummus and he goes well you should be a vegan then and i'm like yeah i like pork too <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah so 
I genuinely feel better when I'm eating plant-based. Mm-hmm. I have more energy. Um, I, my mood is better. Um, I'm just, I feel better. And I, and I, um, I like it. I like, yeah. I like being vegan. Yeah. Well, I can say I, I generally, I mean, absolutely feel better when I eat well, which means staying away from lots of refined sugar and, and, you know, and fried things. Um, I don't always have the wherewithal to do that. And so, you know, it's, uh, and a lot of times that eating well means that it's, it's, you know, percentage wise, I am primarily vegetable matter, but I, I have not since high school, you know, gone meatless for any length of time. Um, but I went for a couple of years there until, in fact, I don't know if I told you the story. I was, um, uh, I had like my senior year of high school and then some, I had not eaten any, um, I decided I was going to be at the time. I don't know that there was a, a line in the sand in terms of what was vegan. I think in fact, the term then was, are you vegetarian? Are you lacto ovo vegetarian? Which is essentially vegan, right? You you don't eat the, 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 uh, any milk or animal products either. But, um, either way, I ended up being invited to go with, uh, I think it was the year after I had graduated high school. So I'd been a vegan for or a vegetarian for a couple of years. And, uh, I was invited to go with the high school water polo team, uh, to Hawaii. They were in a tournament and, um, it was, you know, they had, they didn't have enough players and so, and the age group was such that I could still play. And so the water polo coach reached out to I and like two or three other guys that he thought would be okay to bring with that group um, and help fill out the team for this tournament. And, you know, it was like, hey, a trip to Hawaii? Sure, I'll do that. I mean, I still had to pay for the the trip, but it was, you know, my my summer job, my lifeguarding job helped me pay for it. And I thought, sure, why not? And uh, so I went over there. Well, I found that when I got over there that I had really severely under budgeted on what it costs to feed yourself. And there wasn't a lot of options in terms of vegetarian choices. Uh, and I didn't have any place in which to do any kind of cooking because I was in a very budget hotel. And uh, so McDonald's, here I came because it was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and so thus ended the, uh, the the vegetarian lifestyle for me. Um, hey, so really quickly, in the last two minutes, um, there is a, a series of videos on YouTube by Dr. Ramani Durvasula, who is um, a, uh, I'm not sure if she's a psychologist or a psychiatrist, I think she's a psychologist, um, talking about healing from narcissistic abuse, and um, which is, you know, can be, can cause lifelong problems. And um, she has tomorrow, uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific time, she has... Uh, a uh, an event online you can go to eventbrite and it's called 10 core techniques for healing from narcissistic abuse and i know so many people have dealt with this issue um and it's on zoom and you can sign up and the tickets are 50 dollars. but um uh i think it's so don't totally... we all qualify having having had a, a narcissistic president that's abused maybe us? maybe 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 it's for everybody <laughs> So um, anyway, I wanted to let people know about that because she's yeah. kind of a YouTube celebrity, Dr. Romani, and she goes thing, by Dr. Huh? Romani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like her. I think she uh, she does a great job, and, and and her videos are really popular on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I've seen her on some interviewed somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but uh, a while back. So yeah, she's uh, well spoken, and uh, I can see why she's got a following. Yeah, and she's very warm, and and mm-hmm. and and yeah. the language that she uses is very accessible. You know, often academics and people with uh, PhDs 
um, tend to use loftier language than your average person can understand. And mm-hmm. she doesn't do that. She doesn't. There's not a lot of buzzwords. She doesn't talk down to you. Yeah, they say I really foment. Like her. <laughs> <laughs> you like how I brought that one back? Huh? Yes. <laughs> I'm so teasing with you. That, I'm with teasing that, you because I can. It's it's from a place of love. <laughs> I know. We are at the end of our show for today. We are. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, by the way, just before we go real quickly, too, I missed you yesterday. It's tough talking for 45 minutes by yourself and not having having a person to hold a conversation with. You know, I had a virtual conversation with the person in my head, which is something I'm more than capable of doing, apparently. But uh, that's a little scary. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Romani can probably talk to me about that whole thing. But Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I... yeah, I mean, I get it. It's not like I'm blaming you for not being there, but it was, it's, I'm glad to have you back. Thank glad you. Glad to have you back. Thank you, thank and you, thank you. Have a wonderful much, weekend. Oh, thank you, you too. And I would wish that your your Packers would win, but that means my husband's and your brother's uh, bra- Rams would, Rams lose, would yeah. lose. So I hope you enjoy the game. That's what, And that's what I would say. I just hope it's a good game that we can both sit there and have moments where we're happy and we're cheering and we're having a good time and the other one's going, Ugh. you know, and however it works out, it works out. That's, you know, exactly. flip a coin. Uh, but uh, you just hope for a good game and have some good time with my brother watching a football game going, yeah, come on, come on. So anyway, right, have guys. a wonderful weekend, everybody. And we will talk to you on Monday. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. And uh, I, too, wish you all a great weekend. See you on Monday. Oh,